to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and shield in the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bowolf and Shukapati are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. Birds I'm gonna have friends. the rest of my life with these kids. Birds wow. Get, we gotta get that in a drop uh, immediately. I was editing that one out. That didn't come out quite There's no editing. No. No editing yeah, on this that's podcast. That's the wonderful of Birds with Friends. No editing. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome. Two birds with friends on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon from our basements. Bo Wolf here, Zach Berman there, and returning from his uh, gallivanting across the country, breathing and singing and uh, spitting all over the place across the country, is Shilkapanya Shil. How are you doing? Well, two things. One is I love how it took you till like the last minute of, I believe, the second episode to explain that I had taken time off. Like before that, it was just... <laughs> Oh, Shield's not here again. Oh, who knows what he's doing? Uh, so, so thank you for being uh, so unclear to our listeners. And I will say literally the only thing different uh, about my two weeks off from my weeks working was not doing this podcast. So uh, I disagree. <laughs> I think the only thing different is that you actually listened to the episodes. Well, that, all right. So two things are different. Yes. <laughs> One is I didn't participate in the episodes. And two is I paid attention to the episodes because I listened to them. So, yeah, those were those were the only two things. Everything else was uh, exactly the same as a working week. I, I like that you, Zach. Exactly the same. That's a good transition to our other host. Zach, how are you? I'm doing well. Excited for this podcast, and and I understand what Shield's talking about, uh, because because uh, you know you don't want to seem like a a Johnny Tryhard, if you will, but but the the notion of taking vacation right now it's it's not as if there's there's much to do that's 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 not uh, that's not work, you know. So I'm, I feel like I, Johnny Tryhard is very much what you're going for. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying you're either making calls or you're not yeah. making calls and. I don't mind the making calls part of it. Actually, okay. now that now that I think about it, I don't think my wife even knew I was off for. I think this will be the first time she hears <laughs> that I was off for the last two weeks. And, uh, that uh, I'm being serious about that. So uh, there you go. Sorry. To she's gonna be here. she's gonna be very angry that you didn't you know <laughs> spend more time helping out with the kids. Well, how do you know what I was doing? I'm just I'm just uh, I'm just guessing. Uh, and uh, as with as is tradition, every time Shil comes back from vacation, he's got a long list of takes that he needs to get off his chest. So I believe there are 14 items here that he wants to hit on over the course of this episode, um, during which we will also get to some bird lines, some uh, some NFL news, and uh, really that's about it. It's a it's a dead time for the NFL, um, and we will also set up the uh, the draft for next week that we are going to do for the uh, all the Eagles players in the. Jeffrey Lurie era. So uh, let's start with the NFL news, I guess. And the big news coming out of New England, they got caught cheating again. Oh, sorry. Are we supposed to respond? <laughs> uh, well, once the I, silence starts, I'm not uh, going to be the one to break yeah, it. I've been off for a while. I wasn't sure. Yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, very interesting timing, how the news of the Cam Newton signing gets leaked. Uh, what was it? Seconds? Minutes yeah, before. Yeah, geez. Very uh, coincidental. The, the NFL announces that they dock them, what was it, a third-round pick and 1.1 1. 1, 
million dollars for recording the Bengal sideline. And so, also, and also the third line on there, like they're not allowed to cheat for a whole year, basically. Like, uh, uh, no more filming for this year. But after that, you can get back to business as usual. It's uh, it's a long list of penalties over the years. I can't. I honestly can't even name them all here. Uh, I would have to think about it for a while. But uh, uh, you know, good that they good that they did get penalized for it. Zach, you want to defend your boys? Uh, the video thing, I I can't really defend. I I will say they're not my boys, but I I think it was an outstanding move that they made. Like getting Cam Newton in general is is a good move and, and getting it for the price they did uh, you can see why why they are who they are you know they they know how to play the market well i mean let's not give them too much credit here uh but well look what the quarterback salaries were the first week of free agency and look what they signed cam newton for and objectively speaking bo you you can't tell me they that they did not make a, a good signing no of course i don't i don't think they made a bad signing i'm just it's not like they were it's not like they um you know they pulled one over on the rest of the league it sounds like for for whatever reason it sounds like this was really the only opportunity that cam newton had well yeah i mean when i looked at it after sort of a lot of the dominoes fell after free agency and trades and all that it was really the chargers and the patriots were the uh, two teams that you really felt like needed a starting quarterback. Uh, I still can't for the life of me figure out why the Chargers did not aggressively pursue Cam Newton and try to sign him to a similar deal. Maybe you could have made it, uh, you know, paid him more, but a one-year deal to get him out there. I mean, that is a roster that is loaded across the board and they're going to go into the season with Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't know why they didn't uh, try to try to get Cam Newton there. They want to go to more of a sort of quarterback movement type scheme. Uh, so I think that is going to be a move that they certainly uh, regret. Uh, I don't know why they didn't do that. They're, you know, this new stadium theoretically or whatever, but, uh, and so he really didn't have a lot of options. I mean, as of a week ago, I was thinking that a team like the Steelers uh, might swoop in and get him as a backup. And, you know, if you're a team that has an old starting quarterback, well, that's not a bad situation for Cam Newton. Can you just picture him in a Steelers mm-hmm. uniform? Roethlisberger goes down and he comes in and plays really well for that team. And then they sign him to a long-term deal. I mean, that would have been a lot of fun. But uh, apparently he did have this one chance uh, to start. The Patriots signed him. Uh, we can finally put the Jared Stidham nonsense I know. Can we, to like, rest. You know, with was, you know, one of the ten best players in the league, Jared Stidham. Like. <laughs> yeah, you know, I really thought I had a tweet that I thought should have got a little more engagement, if we're being quite honest here. Where, uh, <laughs> oh, wow, engagement complaining. <laughs> you know, it was, the, uh, it was something about the, you know, the Jordan documentary and what, who else could they do this for? And I thought, you know, Jared Stidham's preseason – you could easily do a ten-part uh, series on that, but people didn't seem to like that that much. But yeah, the hype. When was, was that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The timing might have, might have been off on that bad yeah. boy because it seemed to just go into the uh, ether of social media. But uh, yeah, that, I mean, all the talk about oh, you know, they loved Stidham in the preseason. They really believe in this guy. Bill Belichick knows better than you. You know, if you look at the numbers, or I looked at it over a ten-year span, two thousand eight to two thousand seventeen. And I did rounds three through five in the draft. You know, he was a fourth round pick. So you're talking about the same neighborhood. There were 42 quarterbacks selected and three of them 
became quality starters, three out of 42. So you're talking about like a 7% Wilson, chance. Wilson, Foles, and uh, who else? Uh, your boy. Your boy, come on. You're sitting there, you're curled up, you're watching The Office. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Melvin. Uh, so, yeah, other than that, you know, you were uh, – you were out of luck. I actually, I don't even know if I, I think I included Foles, but there might be a third in there and I might not have included Foles. I don't know if you can include Foles. It's like, a, I, I think Foles and Brissett, if you included them, then it was five out of uh, 42. So still not a high percentage. So anyway, uh, it makes the Patriots uh, more relevant. I mean, I think he's walking into a terrible situation. Their supporting cast is terrible. Their group of pass catchers is terrible. Sony you are Michelin. much lower on the on the Patriots than some of the other uh, you know national football types, which I respect out of you. How so? What do you mean? Oh, just in terms of who they? Ha- I mean, it yeah, really, like if the you, supporting cast. Yeah, I mean they 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 stink. It's Julian. Well, well, not on defense. They don't stink on defense. Not a, not on defense. Yeah, yeah. no, the de- the defense. That's why I think it, you know I agree with you, Zach, that it does make sense because you can easily talk yourself into if we get a, if we have a really strong defense and we get mediocre play out of Cam Newton, then we can, you know, probably yeah. make the, might be able to make the postseason. They don't need him to be the MVP. But yeah, they have a 34-year-old Julian Edelman. They have James White. Uh, Sony Michelle is terrible. You know, diving into the numbers on Sony Michelle. my gosh, uh, he, he really has not played well at all for them. And then, you know, the, their offensive line coach guy has gotten so much praise over the years. Dante Scarnecchia, well, he retired. And so now you have a different offensive line coach, a different quarterback. And uh, so I don't think that offensive line is going to look as good either. So uh, I am interested to see how much success Cam Newton's able to have w- with that group there. I sort of, I do, I think there's a little bit of a difference between a team like L.A. not signing him because I do get like you just drafted a guy yeah. and that is that is a little bit more dicey than, than even like Chicago. Um, where you know we, we already know that Mr. Biscuit's not good. He's already pr- presumably lost that locker room anyway. Then then they're the team who should bring in Cam over, trading for Nick Foles and paying him. Yeah, absolutely. They've got to be. They have to be kicking themselves. I mean, <laughs> to, to trade for Foles and uh, when you could have had Cam Newton for nothing and at a lower salary, uh, they they definitely did not read the market correctly there. If if I was making a ranking, if if I were, were ranking the quarterbacks that changed teams this offseason, I'd put Cam and Jameis fairly high up on on that list, top four, probably. You know, because I I, I obviously Tom Brady's number one. Um, I don't know. You know, is he? It, it, I, I got to think about that. Rivers, Brady, <laughs> yeah, Rivers. Yeah, there's there's Philip Rivers. I I like Mariota more than uh, I, I think you guys might. Um, so I think that was a good play by the Raiders. Uh, but I think Newton and, and Jameis, I would have them above Foles, for instance. Well, there's only, I mean, there's only like really six relevant guys, right? Well, Chase Daniel changed teams this offseason as yeah, well. Yeah, got, got paid. Yeah, the the made Lions his, made, made his that their, bank, yeah. their priority this offseason. Um, uh, and... Yeah, I mean there were some some musical chairs, and and frankly, this is is, is what we were talking about during the the Jalen Hurts selection was correct. that there were more um, players than chairs, and and that I, I think this is what the Patriots saw too that if 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 you kind of sat back, someone's going to fall in into your lap. I, I I don't think anyone 
foresaw the Jameis Winston contract with the Saints, and I, I think obviously that had a lot to do with with the system and 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 the coach. Uh, but in in terms of opportunities, you know, if if the Patriots made this move in March, I I I think you would say, okay, I I can understand that. You know, you lost Tom Brady. Uh, you don't know how the draft's going to go. This is this is a good consolation prize. But to do it in June, I I know there's a lot of anti-Patriots feelings, but I I think this is just this is a a good move, and it's it's the type of move that I think shows foresight on their part. Yeah, we don't know what he's going to look like physically, obviously, and that is a is a huge question mark. I mean, I I just look at it as a guy who's been so physical, sort of this physical marvel for his entire career and all these quarterback runs and uh, two shoulder surgeries and a foot injury. And so, I, you know, I almost just wondered, is this a guy whose body's going to break down earlier than some other quarterbacks? And we'll see. I hope it doesn't because I, I really like watching uh, him play. And I think there can be different versions of Cam Newton. You know, in 2018, he was, it was, his shoulder was a disaster. I think he completed like one pass of 20 yards or uh, more downfield in the second half of the season. It was really efficient, get the ball out, and he completed 68% of his passes. So, uh, you know, I think people are getting carried away a little bit by thinking, oh, they're going to have this, uh, you know, all these QB runs designed. Yeah. And you're getting like the MVP version of Cam Newton. I mean, I would be stunned if that was the guy you were getting. I think 2018 is probably more of the model you're looking at. Uh, you sort know, of like, a, like a t- between 10 and 15 best yeah, quarterback in the exactly. league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think if you can get in uh, there, and there is upside. I mean, I, I do think there's upside. He's young enough where maybe he can reinvent himself at this stage in his career and be uh, and be really good. So, um, you know, it, it makes them water, – water gun to your head. Who wins the AFC East in 2020? Assuming, as Bo is, that there's, you know, full 16-game mm-hmm. schedule. <laughs> I, I'd go the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think I would have to just say the Patriots. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, th- I, I think water. Uh, I think I would go with the Bills too. You mean it's not going to be the Jets or Dolphins, no matter what? So it's still uh, a two-team I've, race. I've got some Jets takes later. I've got the Jets are next on my nerd guy thing, and there were some sort of Eagles connected things I was thinking about with them. So why don't you, we'll why don't you hit those. them up now? That's a na- that's a natural transition. Oh, Wait, what? one quick Cam Newton question though. Um, yeah. Um, I'm curious. Do you guys think that? That or I, I guess you buy this notion that they were planning to go into the summer with Stidham and and Hoyer and like the price for Newton was was too good to be true. Or do you think the plan all along was just to let the market settle and they were going to sign someone this time of year? That's a good question. I mean, that's sort of a risky approach to take if you like the player, uh, but. Uh, you know, it's probably from Newton's camp. He was probably thinking there was going to be something better for him out there too. You know, this might not have been his his first option. Uh, but I I don't know. I, I feel like they they thought at some point they were going to add somebody else. It was just a matter of who. Uh, yeah, I think I'm generally uh, wary of them thinking that Stidham was 100 percent the guy. And by the way, I was I there were more people more quarterbacks that changed uh, teams than. Teddy I Bridgewater. For Bridgewater, Andy yeah. Dalton, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, You'd rather so have Newton than Teddy? I would, yes. I would. Yeah, I uh, mean, you don't know the health, I guess, but sure. other than that, I would. 
Okay, so the two Jets-related things I had here as I work on uh, this next nerd guide for The Athletic. Of course, you can subscribe at theathletic.com slash birdswithfriends for 40% off. Uh, do you guys have strong Sam Darnold takes one way or the other? You know, I, I always liked the like the idea of Darnold, and I thought he was okay as a rookie, but every time I actually watch him, I am very underwhelmed. Burma, you got any strong strong take one way or the other? Yeah, I, I I I like the player. I like the age. You know, I mean, he's he's so young. He's still only twenty three. You got to think when the Eagles drafted Carson, Carson was already twenty three. So, uh, so that you know, I, I think there's there's a lot of developmental upside. And you you look at last season, he was what seven and six as a starter, and he missed time because of 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 mono, which you can't foresee. I think there's a lot of upside. Now, is it like top? top five top 10 quarterback in the nfl upside that i don't know but i th- i think with if if you have sam darnold it's a good place to start in a rebuild that's a great setup I, for me what's a what would think, be like go ahead i was just gonna say i think he's not good enough to matter not good enough to matter okay yeah. ever you don't think he ever will be I don't think he's a like franchise lifting quarterback. I think if the if if the team around him is good enough, he can he can get you somewhere. That's you know my, what though? That's my general uh, opinion. Do, doing these pieces, I feel like who are the franchise lifting yeah. quarterbacks? I mean, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Although he's got to do it for a longer period of time, uh, I guess Deshaun Watson you would throw in there. I mean, are there like five? I would put like, Carson in there. I think what, I would. Yeah, like I don't you? think I don't think I don't think Darnold will ever be as good as Wentz. I don't think so either. Actually, though, I thought that uh, he was not, I don't want to say a poor man's version of Wentz when I watched him, but I thought like a, uh, you know, what's a, what's a step above that? A, uh, I don't know. I don't are we, we going to just go very classist, like very lower <laughs> yeah, class Wentz? Like, maybe maybe like a, a middle class. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, like a mi- yeah. middle, middle class version of Wentz when I was watching him. Uh, you know, he makes these throws like in between defenders that are high degree of difficulty that you say, wow, like, you know, that that is really impressive. He can make plays outside of structure. He rolls out. He buys time, does all these different things. Then he misses some easy throws where you're like, uh, man, he is kind of inconsistent with his uh, with his accuracy there. But uh, watching him, I, I kind of I was trying to think of who he reminded me of. It wasn't like a 100 percent match, but I did sort of see a little bit uh, uh, of Wentz in his game. Now, he had a terrible supporting cast last year. I mean, bad offensive line, bad pass catchers. And, uh, you know, I don't think Adam Case is giving him much of an edge, which, you know, I'm looking ahead to this yeah, year. I don't, I don't know that we're going to find much more about him uh, this year because it's still not uh, a great group. So I think Zach's point about how young he is is a good one where, you know, we might be having the same conversation next year with, hey, they got a new coach, they got this wide receiver, and now you'll finally be able to figure out uh, who Sam Darnold is. So anyway. Yeah, uh, I think it's that, well, I think it's also better for him long term if, if they're getting a new coach next year than it is if they're going to waste more time with Adam Gase for him. Yeah, I agree. They, I mean, the, the best they probably should have done that, just done that this offseason and let Joe Douglas sure. hire, hire his own coach. But uh, that didn't happen. Uh, the other uh, Jets slash Eagles related nugget I had was about Jamal Adams. I know you guys were uh, kicking that around on the last podcast, and I was kind of with you. I had never watched him a bunch, but I did watch him more uh, for this piece that I'm writing. And uh, he is a very exciting player, like in terms of uh, he reminded all right, this going to this going to sound crazy, but in terms of like blitzing and playing up near the line of scrimmage, 
Like, I don't know that I've seen somebody play with that type of like explosiveness and violence, a safety like that, since B Doc. That's who he reminded me of. Just like they line him up in weird places, and it's like, go just destroy this running back and then and then like strip the strip the ball out of the quarterback's hands and cause a turnover like his highlight reel is uh is really really impressive but uh he's not i don't think he has the free safety skills of brian dawkins but in terms of like playing the run matching up with tight ends and if you're a defense that's going to be creative with different blitz packages uh i found him to be uh, a very uh, very exciting player who lived up to the hype okay but you would not give up a first-round pick and pay him. I mean, I don't. Uh, I like you guys were saying. I don't think they're in position to do that. I mean, yeah. given the moves that they've made and the uh, state. And yeah, I mean, I don't know that he would be a great fit for. You would almost need him to be like a Malcolm Jenkins on steroids type role. And you know, unless they're going to totally be changing their scheme, I think he would probably be better served to play uh, in a different scheme than kind of what the Eagles and Jim Schwartz do. Zach, is there anything else going on in the uh, in the Eagles world this week? No, and I, you know, that's uh, that's that's the reality of it. That's the long and short of it. This is a a quiet time. Um, July twenty eighth is when the veterans are scheduled to report. Uh, that that has 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 not changed. You know, that's the latest conversations I've had with people. That's still. What they're looking at is is July twenty eighth, and uh, you know I I think there there might be some more um, kind of like uh, news and interviews trickling out as that approaches, but these next two weeks are decidedly quiet times on on the NFL calendar. One That's thing crazy. That... That's twenty eight days away. I can't wait. Well, I mean, Bo, <laughs> you you might be waiting a little bit longer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I am I so eager. Yes. You might be waiting, and you're also you're also not even going to be able to go. Most likely, yeah. Can't wait for what? Yeah, like, <laughs> can't wait a to couple have Zoom, a couple Zoom calls. Yeah, to like be writing. A, to, you get you get yeah, a Zoom for, from Doug Peterson before the first practice. Uh, just just the the interest, the engagement. You know, hopefully there's it's going to be there's, weird. There's stuff coming out. Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine there's going to be apathy, and I. I, I'm 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 careful when I say this, recognizing that like it, it pales in comparison to what's going on in the country. But you know, I, I I do think there is an appetite for football if if they're able to play it. So when does baseball when does baseball start? Uh, I think um, just before like then. like mid to late July, yeah. And, and then, basketball and basketball's the same thing. Right, it's, so, it's July 30th, I I believe, is the NBA. So in in a span of one week, we're going to have. Uh, Opening day for baseball, basketball resuming, and NFL training camp starting. If all these things go, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna water gun to my head. Say no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no but, to all of them. How about well, how many for no three? To, no to three. No, no, it's not gonna be three for three. Is my guess. Okay, all right. Not gonna be three for three. <laughs> yeah. So the MLB is scheduled, I believe, July 23rd, and then the NBA is scheduled July uh, is, is July 30th, I believe. And then football's July twenty eighth. How, uh, how and rookies how, and selected vets can report earlier. How quickly will uh, doing a running diary of uh, training camp uh, as an imaginary one? How quickly do you think that bit will will get old for our, I, our readers? I, I think you can do it once. I don't. I don't think you can do it more than once. 
<laughs> well, that's now I have to do it at least twice. <laughs> now that you've said that, I did like you know I really do did love uh, training camp was really fun. I I always enjoyed watching. Training yeah, it's camp, one of the best parts uh, of the job. Yeah, so we don't usually uh, get to watch that much. So of course Speaking we of, don't know what's what's going to happen here. So maybe they'll vi- will they yeah. video? Can they put it on video and everybody watches it online? That would be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, that I'm, would sure, be I'm sure they're not going to do that. <laughs> I, I doubt that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> they should do that and let the fans watch it too. I bet they would get crazy traffic for that. I well, yeah, but they're not. They're too secretive. They're not going to. Yeah, but they used to. Well, they can, they can be in control of what gets shown. I mean, at Lehigh, fans were able to watch everything. Yeah, and uh, also at Lehigh, when the uh, team website was videoing like one-on-ones or uh, team practices, they got yelled at because the other teams could be watching. So, Ooh, a little peek behind the curtain there with Bo's background. Okay. There you go. Right. Um, I also think like I, I, I could see if we're just uh, workshopping ideas for the working press. I feel like I feel like it's reasonable to have like – uh, distanced like three or four reporters on a rotating basis get to watch practice each day. Ooh, the old pool reporter type thing, huh? Well, yeah, well, I mean, that seems reasonable. Do they have to share? Is it like three or four people share and someone writes up a report for everybody else? Or is it, it depends what day you show up, what you get. I kind of like the second idea better. <laughs> uh, I, I'm i curious to see what this is going to look like. I, I think there's there's a lot of things being discussed and I'm, I'm hoping that it's it's on the... Uh, you know, again, with 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 safety being paramount for for everybody, for the for the players, the staff members, and 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 the reporters. But I'm hoping there's some type of compromise where we're able to to view something and have a sense of of what's happening with the team. But we'll see. That seems doubtful to me. I mean, just think, just thinking about it, if they have a limit on how many people they want out there, and, and they're bumping up the limit by three or four, I don't think that the uh, I don't think that the reporters are going to be the ones to uh, get that access. But we will see because some of the reporters might be top performers. And speaking of top performers in business and sports, they often attribute their success to their morning routine, whether it's waking up early, setting their goals for the day, exercise, or meditation. But not everyone has time to do it all. With Hydrant, you can jumpstart your mornings. Did you know that 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com slash birds. That's drinkhydrant.com slash birds for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash birds. And this leads well, me to another topic I wanted to get to here, not to uh, hijack it, Bo. Did you have something you needed to well, say? Well, I just wanted to say on those, uh, on those, uh, wh- you know, what is training camp going to look like? Zach is the, Zach is the man uh, in the room where it happens uh, with these discussions, the president of the local chapter That's of the, true. Of the uh, Philadelphia 
uh, you know, the P, the PFWA, and I, and I, I was going to say, I meant to say this on the podcast, Zach sent a nice email to the group. I hope I'm not speaking out of school saying, you know, my, my term has ended. If anybody would like to uh, take over, go ahead. Uh, otherwise, I'm interested in doing it. And I thought it would have been funny if I then tried to run against him <laughs> as, as, his, as his guy and started, like, emailing out really negative ads. But it turned out that everybody else was just like, uh, Zach, please keep doing it. So. I don't think you could have done that just out of the 1% chance that, that you actually got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The risk was not the worth the reward on that yeah. bad boy. I would have seated the floor, yes. yes. Uh, what, I, uh, what I was going to say about Hydrant is another note from uh, listening. You know, Bo was like, oh, people have been asking about this tennis match. You know, I went through my mentions. I don't recall <laughs> one person asking. <laughs> About That's not true. Tennis. There was at least one or two. There were no. at least one or two. But it <laughs> was not an overwhelming. Yeah. Maximum of one. <laughs> and I don't know that I was even tagged at that. So uh, listen, Bo uh, has my number. He's better. I, I don't know if they do like handicaps in tennis where like, you know, if we get to deuce, I just have to win like one point and you have to win two. I mean, I might have to start getting some some points or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I felt like in the second set, I had a chance to bounce back. I think I was down one three was up 30 love it really could have gotten back into mm. it but uh choked it away so i got a lot of work to do but i would be interested in playing again a lot a lot of uh, family text uh, inquisitions about about how the tennis match was going oh really okay so that's why that's at least some demand <laughs> there you go uh, the other here's another thing i wanted to get to you know man i didn't realize the that it was totally no big deal that the Eagles all pro guard, maybe the best guard in the NFL losing games, no big deal. And it doesn't even warrant discussion. Uh, that, that, seemed to be about? that seemed to be your take. I mean, I've never heard someone poo poo uh, an, all, an all pro offensive player being out for the season like you did. I don't think that's a fair characterization of what uh, I said. Yeah, you're like, oh, he's the least important player on the team. No, oh. <laughs> no that's not exactly Zach, what I said. Zach, am I wrong? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he did give Brooks credit, but, he, but his, I mean, uh, his argument was... I said he was the if, best if player any... on the team last year, but if, no, you were yeah. gonna, if you're going to lose one of your yeah. best players, that's probably the, the best player to lose. Okay. Well, I had to sell it a little bit. I mean, I got takes here. You can't come in soft after being off for uh, a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, no, I, I do. But, but the part about, you know, he's, he's playing between Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. I, I was thinking back to 2017, Isaac Sayamalu was playing between Jason Kelsey and Jason Peters, and he was so bad that he got benched. Well, yeah, but then Wiz came in and, and they won a Super Bowl with the guy, and then he, he, he barely could get a job. Wow. He won a Super Bowl last year as well, a starter, by the way. Well, was this yeah. Wiz just, just, just crushing Wiz out of yes. nowhere. Oh, man. Oh, sorry. sorry, Wiz. That's, 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 not, that's not the worst he has been publicly crushed by uh, someone who shared a locker with him over the last 24 I mean, months. Somewhere right now he's got earbuds in thinking, what did I ever do to that guy? I mean, I'm not even a part of this team anymore. <laughs> I like a Wisniewski. Um, uh, okay, so that, that's a fair point. So you're saying between their options, they'll be able to figure it out, and uh, it won't be a crushing blow. I just, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's you know no big deal, but uh, the thing I said was you know in the like the sort of impersonal, uh, rude math that you have to do as a as a person in charge of a roster, like you know you're going to lose players over the course of a season, and if uh, of your like 
blue chip players, if you want to use that term. If if the one you're going to lose is Brandon Brooks, I think because of the position value and because of the way they're set up, I think he's probably the best one to lose. I mean, that's not a it's not a nice thing to say. I'm, I feel sorry for the guy, and uh, I certainly you know I hope I hope he can come back. But like you, it, that's the that's the the tough thing about football. Although I, I will say this, and 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 this is not to bash Matt Pryor. But but there's a little like uh, Jared Stidomizing of Matt Pryor, which is going on right now. Well, at least Matt Pryor has at least Matt Pryor has played in an NFL game before. (laughs) But you know, we've actually seen him. And 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 look, I I respect like when something happens, you you go and you look at the film and you see how how that guy can do, and and you project. That's 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 a part of the job. But uh, I, I mean, he has 79. Offensive snaps in the regular season, 69 offensive snaps in the postseason. There's there's still a small sample size here, and nice. he's he's replacing perhaps the the best guard in the NFL. So uh, you know, I I think that like there's there's reasons to be optimistic about Matt Pryor, but there's also reasons to be really concerned that they're going from Brandon Brooks to Matt Pryor. It's going to be a huge drop off, but if this team can't like if they can't rebound from losing a uh, a 30-year-old offensive lineman then they were not in good good enough shape anyway <laughs> because they've got I, three of them. I I think that's what Shield was referring to though. I I don't want to speak for Shield, but but like you, you refer to Brandon Brooks as this 30-year-old <laughs> offensive lineman. It's it's all a matter of how you frame it. You can yeah, say but that's like, the odds the all pro that, guard. But that's the odds they're playing with. Like what the odds are that one of those three guys is probably not going to make it through the whole season. You know, hopefully you would get more than zero games out of them, but uh, I don't think like, the odds that, are those are the odds he, they've embraced. Yeah, I would say uh, I don't disagree with you that, uh, you know, guard in terms of positional importance, I'm actually on board with you there. I, I Again, I had to go in strong if I was going to uh, bring, bring these takes to the table. But, uh, you know, I also do think there's like a, there's certainly a scenario where you're four weeks into the season and, you know, whoever's playing right guard is not doing a very good job. And it's like, you know, that's for on, sure. And it's on like the list of, I don't know, like the five things that are wrong with the team. And I do agree with you that it shouldn't be. I mean, uh, everybody's going to lose guys. It shouldn't be the thing that torpedoes their season. They have months to figure out a replacement, uh, whether they explore elsewhere or fill it internally, all those different things. Um, you know, I, I just, it, it certainly does have an impact when a guy who's just so sound in both you know like uh, in the run game he's crushing people he's smart he knows his assignments stunts pass protection i mean lines right assigns right like can you even remember like it's hard to even remember like uh, a handful of plays where he's getting beaten in pass protection like since we started covering the team i I mean really it's it's almost it's it's so rarely him who's at fault uh for those things so um anyway we'll see how that goes now the one guy the one guy you did mention, uh, Larry Warford, the uh, offense, the guard who was released by the Saints, uh, he's still out there as a free agent. However, he is not. Uh, the, the Saints really soured on him and thought his play really declined quite a bit last year to the point where they signed Andrews Pete, their other guard, to this big contract and then used a first-round pick on an interior lineman. So. Uh, reading our Saints beat writers, like since the combine, the writing was kind of on the wall that they had really soured on Larry Warford and sort of think he's a declining player who did not play well 
last year, and I did watch that Saints Vikings playoff game before I did that nerd guide, and uh, he he was getting beat pretty handily there uh, in pass protection. So you know I, I don't know if they're considering him an option or not, but he's like he's someone you would add and. He would be a starter, but uh, I still think it would be a pretty big drop-off from Brandon Brooks to him if, if that were a guy you looked at. Yeah, I think I think, and I think that's why, and maybe you that that helps color things a little bit because I thought it was a little bit more about the contract uh, than the level of play, so that's helpful. Um, but even still, I, I I think the Eagles are better suited to to move forward with what they have. Um, at some point, they got to find out what they have in these these young backups. I agree with that. And it's not uncommon for a young offensive lineman to get an opportunity like this and then to turn into a good player. So uh, there's a a wide range of outcomes for sure. Well, that is a a good setup for one of the bird lines that I can give you guys. Bird lines, uh, snaps played at right guard this season by Matt Pryor versus snaps at right guard by the field. Hmm. I'll, I'll jump in first. I'm going snaps by Matt Pryor. I think he's going to oh, win that the job. Stidimization. The stidimization. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, I'm not referring to like, – I'm not saying there's no reason to be concerned because Matt Pryor is here. Uh, but I think Matt Pryor is going to be their starting right guard, and I think he's, he's going to hold on to that job. So barring injury, I'm going Matt Pryor. Well, I do remember Stoutland's big thing always with him was like he's got the most powerful hands, like you know, mm. uh, among the of the players I've coached. This guy can just like knock someone back, and he tested so poorly athletically coming out of college that it would sort of make sense for guard maybe to be a better option for him than tackle. This is tough because you got to factor in injuries too, you know. Right. I do think he's gonna win the starting. Like I do think he's definitely the favorite to win the starting job, but is he going to be able to stay healthy uh, and play well enough to keep it for, for more nine than, games? Uh, yeah, for, for over half the season. I'll, I'll go the other way just to make it interesting. I'll take the yeah. field. All right, I'll go with Pryor. I'm glad one of us uh, took the field. Okay. Uh, next up on the bird lines, we can we can transition to another one of the points you had, uh, Shield, and that was the, uh, the little video of Jalen Hurts working out with Deshaun Jackson down in Florida. Yeah, this I, I don't have I didn't have like a strong thing to say about this, but I just wondered what you guys thought about it and sort of, you know, I'm not going to make something crazy out of this, but uh, you uh, know, come on, it, you've been on vacation, come strong with the take. Well, yeah, if it's if it's in regards <laughs> to you, then yeah, I will do that. But uh, you know, there is we talked about this when they drafted Jalen Hurts. Like, you know, there, there's a scenario where uh, Deshaun like loves his workouts with Jalen Hurts or whoever else is working out with him. And Carson Wentz starts off and struggles. And one person says, what anonymous thing to the media. And so, listen, not, all of this might be moot. None of this might happen. Carson Wentz might be great. There might be no drama at all. But it's just sort of another layer to the roster and the chemistry and the makeup of the team that uh, that they added by making this pick is is that a fair assessment? I don't read much into it. I I, I look at it as as like two guys working out and and just again like Zach, I'm, I'm just like Zach and me. Just <laughs> no, a couple, I'm, I, couple bros lifting next to each other. <laughs> no, my my time. my point is like I I I always am am curious when 
when players are 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 working out away from their homes this time of year, pandemic or 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 not. I mean, I mean Carson Wentz just had a baby. Um, you know, if it, well, his wife just had a baby. I should, I should say, uh, if if he was in Tampa with uh, uh with Deshaun right now. I I'd kind of be curious, like like why is he there? This is his his time to get away. This is his time to be at home. So no, I I think it's it's certainly yeah, coming good for from your the f- guy who who like, who works harder than anybody. You know, wait, but wasn't he in Houston or planning to be in Houston? Yes, he was. The same was thing. He? So he was doing the same. Yeah, thing? Yeah, I, I think he has a home in Houston. Okay, well, what, did his family okay. go with him? Did they? Did he then quarantine would, after hanging out with these guys all day long? I don't know. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to tell you, Bo. If they, I mean, if this were the two players on the Patriots or Cowboys, you'd be taking them to task. So oh, I'm taking. I take everybody. I take everybody okay. to task. I don't like right. this. I don't like this business. What, what whatsoever. Well, it's the part NFL. Of the, it's part of the whole thing. I mean, the NFLPA recommended against doing this, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you guys want to. You guys want to play and get your paychecks during the season. Stay away from each other. Well. I mean, not necessarily. Yes. And then again, back to this idea that, like, uh, you know, if you get the virus now, then you won't get it during the season. Like, one of the most asinine takes. <laughs> just absolutely I, no, ridiculous. I, 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 no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like on the spectrum of, of putting yourself in harm's way, there's, there's working out with other people on an open field, and then there's being at a bar. Like, frankly, throwing footballs, it's not much different than two guys playing tennis with each other, right? Mm, less true. less uh, yeah. hand-to-hand contact. Yeah. A little bit more social distance. But we yeah, used, we each used our own balls. Okay. Yep. But but point being, like, let's uh, let's not pretend because a, f- a few guys are are working out with each other that, that they're in a crowded bar, you know, without a face mask. So I... I, I mean, again, this is a half-baked take. Like, I haven't put much thought into this either. But I, I don't think there's, like, anything objectionable about – or I, I shouldn't say much objectionable about Deshaun and Jalen Hurts working out together. And then to answer Shields' question, I, I think it's it's good for Jalen Hurts. I mean, if, 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 if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm trying to throw footballs to my receivers as much as I can. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, listener Jake wanted us to have some uh, Jalen Hurts bird lines, and so I've, I've got a couple of those for you guys. Jalen Hurts passing attempts for the entire season. I have it at 24.5. Do you take the over-under? Oh, I'm taking the over. Are you kidding me? Really? Well, I mean, Wentz is... That's basically one whole start. Yeah, so Wentz has to two. miss one game this season. Well, who's to say, but there's no guarantee that it's him instead of Sudfeld. Um, please give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then, then, uh, then you're really gonna hear me crush the pick. <laughs> if, if, if he can't even get, if he can't even start when Wentz goes down, uh, yeah, that, then I'm, you know, I haven't even gone all in on it yet. Okay, would you, you, have, you would have set that line higher? You think I set it too low? Uh, no, I mean, I think it would probably have. I probably would have set it around average of two starts. So maybe yeah, I might have gone like forty. Okay. So my inclination was to go under, but one of my uh, resolutions, if you will, is is to start applying more logic to the game. You know, play game theory more. I think there's there's far more upside with the over twenty four part of this bet than the under twenty four. That's what it was, right? Twenty four pass attempts. Twenty four and a half, yeah. Yeah, twenty four and a half pass attempts. So so uh, I'm gonna go with over just because okay. I would rather the upside play. Okay, well, I'm going to adjust the rushing attempts up upwards then because 
because of your guys' reactions there. I will set the rushing attempts at 29 and a half. I will also take the over for that. Mm. For comparison's I... sake, uh, because the Eagles have made that comparison to Lamar Jackson's rookie year, the first half of Lamar's rookie year when he was not the starting quarterback, in those eight games he had 28 carries. And he's a considerably better runner, in Correct. my opinion, than, than Hurts. Uh, but I'm I'm going with the over here as, as well because I think if if they find ways to get Hurts on the field, um, it's not going to be to throw the ball instead of Carson Wentz. You know, I, I think it, it will be in running situations, goal line situations, things like that, or short yardage, I should say, things of that nature. Yeah, the things that Carson Wentz is already really good at. <laughs> yes. Which, by the way, yes, I, and I know this is going to happen around training camp time with national media talking about Jalen Hurts in the red zone packages. Uh, they were one of the best red zone teams in the NFL last year without Jalen Hurts. So that, to me, uh, you know, reeks. Yeah, it's of one of his. It's one of like Carson Wentz's demonstrable <laughs> yeah. like skills as a quarterback is third, that, that, third down and red zone. Yeah, that's trying to fix something that's not broken and does right. not seem wise to me. But anyway. Uh, I'll finish out these uh, these bird lines, and then we can get to the rest of your takes, Sheil. J.J. Uh, Ortega Whiteside touchdowns versus Sheil appearances at the Lincoln Financial Field press box this season. What? I'm not, not going to be allowed to be at the Lincoln Financial <laughs> Field press box. That's part of it. What are you talking about? It's got to be Ortega Whiteside touchdowns. That's part of it. Okay. If you think he's going to have one, then you have to take Ortega Whiteside. I mean, it's not going to be a free-for-all where every reporter is allowed to cover the game, and if they're making <laughs> limited spots, I'm not going to take somebody else. I'm not going to be like, Bo, Zach, stay home. I got this one. I'm going to go cover the game. So, uh, I mean, Bo, you kind of sound like you want me to do that, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to get one, you know. Well, October 18th, the, the Ravens play in Philadelphia. So. Oh, okay. oh. I, I could get like a visitor. Yeah, maybe, I could sit yeah. It, yeah. maybe I could sit with uh, Greg Roman and Daniel Stern in their yeah, coach's exactly. box for that. Yeah, exactly. And, and FaceTime in Joe Tessitore. Yeah. Uh, Fletcher Cox sacks versus 100-yard uh, receiving games by any eagle over the course of the season. I'll give you what they were last year. Last year by it was three and a half. Last year it was three and a half for Cox, just four for any Eagle. The year before it was ten and a half for Cox and eight for the Eagles receivers, including tight ends. Five of them were Ertz, and then the year before it was five and a half for Cox versus three. Okay, that's a good one. Um, Zach, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'm. I'm going with Fletcher here. Oh, uh, I, fine, big on I the think, Fletcher Cox return season. I think. I think Fletcher's going to to have more sack production than he had last season. And I think there's 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 going to be a lot of spreading the ball around. I, I was on our fantasy football podcast last week. Mm, uh, flex. Uh, fantasy in, in 15, <laughs> fantasy football 15, where Birds with Friends was must, plugged. Must have lost um, my number. Both of you were plugged, although I hate to say this, uh, Shield's name wasn't pronounced totally uh, correctly. Oh, uh, my God. Adam Stavros. Adam I'm sorry, uh, but um, no. But I, I was on there talking about how I I said you can make a case that their number one and number two receivers this year are going to be tight ends. Like if it, you know, I I think their top two options are going to be Ertz and Goddard. I think they're they're going to lean into the top two, two options. Yes. 
I hope not. Yes. I think they're going to lean in. Be. I think they're going to lean in the, the 12 personnel. I think the lean story in is... Lean in? How can they lean in? They played oh 50% gosh. of the snaps last year. I hope that's yeah, wrong. Yeah, I, I think they were at 48 <laughs> and a half eyes. last year. And I think it's it's going to be even more this year. I, 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 I really think that Ugh. the story... I, I, I think coming out of week one, because I don't know how much we'll be able to see them in training camp. I hope we're able to see a, a lot of them. But I think the big story is going to be... Like these tight ends are playing together upward of 60% of the snaps. I hope wow. that's wrong. I really do. I'm going to say, I, I want to write a, a I don't story. think I agree with you. I want to write a story in August how, of how 12 personnel is the most overrated thing in football. Now, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't done the research yet, so if that's wrong, I won't write the story, and I'll just mention it here. If my hypothesis is correct, then I will go ahead and dig up the numbers on it. I just yeah I think that's I think they need to they need to they they need to be multiple they need to uh, you know throwing out their football speak they need to be able to have a good offense in eleven like they can't just go to twelve oh well they will but I think the big emphasis of of getting speed was have speed on the outside and open up okay. the middle of the field for those tight ends. Oof. All right. I would say get speed on the outside and throw it to the speed on the outside. <laughs> exactly. But, but uh, I don't uh, I don't I don't think you're wrong I I think that would be more of like a uh, Byproduct, but uh, it'll be interesting to track. Those now, who are you taking in this bird line, Shield? Oh, oh I, I'm taking the uh, the receivers. I think it's uh, you know Me generally too. it's hard to have a lot of sacks as a defensive tackle. It's not always telling, and um, you know I, I don't know. I, I feel like they can have more 100 yard games even if they do spread the ball around. You you're giving me all their pass catchers, so it's not like I'm betting yes. on one guy, and so I will take that. Yeah, but do, between I, between Ertz, Goddard, and Perkins, that's at least eight hundred yard receiving games right there. What was the two thousand seventeen number again? It was only three. Games? Exactly. That's my point. They spread it around. That's when the offense is humming. Okay. Uh, I am bullish on their defensive line overall, though, as I go through all these teams and look at you know, kind of what are these the the, the four man pass rushes that are being uh, sent out there. I, I do think they have a chance to be significantly better. Uh, with their pass rush. If, if Fletcher Cox can give you a better performance than last year and then uh, some combination of Hargrave and uh, Malik Jackson and then uh, obviously Graham and Barnett uh, on the outside, that, that, is, uh, that stacks up pretty favorably to most teams I've, I've written about so far. And last bird line, uh, Bosco rushing yards in week one versus days after the scheduled week one game that the week one game actually takes place uh i think uh the week one game is going to take place on the week one sunday wow so I'm, going I'm going boston scott <laughs> oh. I, I i saw the joe banner tweet um what it was, was that? late last week which was the people he's talking to in the nfl aren't as concerned about it starting on time they're more concerned with finishing on on time and i think uh Again, I, I keep putting out the this disclaimer. I'm I'm not a scientist, but I I I think that seems to be a concern, like like what the fall might look like, as opposed to I I, I do think the NFL. What is about not what the summer blindly. looks like? Yes, but 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 I I think that the NFL has this planned, and 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 that yeah, they've they got are... a crappy plan. <laughs> yeah. 
This is every podcast now. At some point, it deviates into both saying, hey, all you listeners who are interested in football, stop stop being interested in football because it's not going to happen. No, I'm not saying stop being interested. I'm just saying don't get your hopes up. (laughs) Yeah, I think, Bo, you have a a hard time. Like, I think Zach and I are in a place of, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It very well could get delayed. Well, it sounds you know? like Zach knows exactly well, what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, Zach- no, I, I have no <laughs> idea what's going to happen. But, but, but like, you know, we're, we'll just go ahead and talk about it. And when there's news or when we get more information, we'll see what happens. You, you seem to not, not be able to uh, approach it like that, I feel. Hey, listen, I, I gave you my Brandon Brooks take. <laughs> I, could have told you, I could have told you the Eagles will be fine because Brandon Brooks will be healthy by the time they return to f- playing football. Yeah, well, yeah, I did see you did tweet that, so I did. Well. Uh, I did see that. Uh, I will take uh, Bosco as well. Uh, it there have been uh, informed people or, or smart people who have had that take that they might be able to start on time more so than end on time. I don't know if that's a smart take or not, but it's uh, you know legit people. Well, that's who have, it, it's also silly to me because I, what doesn't it what, isn't it better for them to delay the start and get to finish than to than to play this. Uh, you know, fits and starts, and then resuming in however many months. Well, I, I think the premise behind it is is that you don't know what it's going to look like in October and November, and that um, that or 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 December, frankly, when flu season picks up. I, I say that understanding it's not flu season right now, and these these numbers are very worrisome. So uh, again, I I don't know the science here, um, but. I, I do know that like the NFL has at least a starting point for a plan. Whereas if something happens in the middle of the season and there's then I, I, I think that is obviously something that's hard hard to plan for. Yeah, I mean it very well could week one could get to, I mean we don't know. It looks it yeah. looks it, everything moves quickly. It looks different now than it did two weeks ago. Who knows? I just think Bosco is going to run for like two hundred in mm. week one. So. There you go. I guess I'll take the other side on that one. That reminds me, uh, Sheila. Let's let's start uh, let's start going fast and loose right, with your list here. Out. Masks. Uh, yeah, I was gonna. I heard you guys with the mask discussion. Uh, I like. Do you do you have one that kind of does like a bit of a nose pinch? You know what I the, mean? Like, uh, yes. The oh, that's a game changer. I find. Oh it, oh you oh I see what you're saying the little the yeah the little thing there that keeps it, it just yeah. the way it's shaped now it might be because I have a I kind of like it because I have a uh, unusually big nose and so I get to cover up that bad boy uh, as I walk around media it's it's rather nice. <laughs> you just want to just want to hide yeah. your nose. Yeah, it's like a, it's like I got it's like I got plastic surgery or something for for the price of a mask. <laughs> you like you you think if everybody's just looking at foreheads you're a better overall looking gentleman. Uh, well, that's not great either. Now that you put it that way, <laughs> I might have to cover up the whole thing if we really want to uh, go forward with this. But uh, no, I, I do, I do like the. Uh, you know, we have a couple different kinds. One is, you know, a little bit. Uh, a, it still covers the nose, but it's a little bit baggier. But the other one has like a nice, uh, nice, nice fit, nice pinch to it. Uh, it's a bunch of multicolored hearts that I've been wearing around. What's your guy's hair situation these days? What do you think mine is? Well, I don't know. You you said you were letting it grow a little bit, but have you have you gone full no, shave? I, yeah, no, I, I shave it about once a week. My hair's getting it's getting way too long. I've been I I but I, I was under the impression that I was like you know in my mind I'm I'm my it's, it's getting pretty long in the back and it's got that little curl, 
And I was thinking, like, oh, here I am, look, thinking I look like, you know, Patrick Rafter or Mark Philippousis or something like that. And then my brother gave, Who are me, those a, people? Uh, gave me a gave me a Phil Mickelson comp, and that's all I can think about. I like people. Oh, looks man. ridiculous. It's terrible. Uh, Patrick Rafter, very handsome guy. I always thought. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I don't. Are those tennis players? Yes. Oh, Zach. Okay. We named we named professional athletes that Zach didn't know. Wow. Yeah, no. We found your weak spot. Not a big spot, tennis yeah. guy, but you, oh, that is my weak spot. Mark Philippousis, big sir. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like I feel like that's that's my game is Philippousis. <laughs> Yeah, have you, you guys gone like very, very poor man's Philippusis? Have you guys gone mask and sunglasses? Yes. Yeah, that you know that's interesting because it, it fogs up, but then I find yes, that as yes. you as you breathe, it kind of defogs. It's kind of like a nice game. Have you found that? <laughs> yeah, but then I, eventually the fog goes away at once. Yeah, it's that's what, that's what I mean. Acclimatized to the weather. Yeah, yeah. Oh, once but the I mean, fog eventually comes up, stops, I, I, yeah. I pull it up. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, 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 the sunglasses, not the mask, that is. Well, I think the nose pinch has something. If you get the one with the nose pinch, it's a, it's not mm-hmm. as foggy. If it's a little baggier there up top, then I think it uh, it gets in there. All right, this is very good stuff, but I bet might as well move on to another uh, great great topic here. Let, let, I'll try to alternate football sports ones with non-sports ones, although I don't know that I have enough. Uh, Darius Slay, you know, I, I think uh, I was critical of the move. Bo was critical of the move. Zach was a little more in the middle, I think, uh, mm-hmm. of the yes. move. Is that fair? One, one thing, uh, if, you're, if you want to be uh, happy or, or sort of encouraged or hopeful about the move, is I, I put together this spreadsheet of, you know, how many quick throws did each defense face? Because, um, you know, I thought that's just a way to see how much were the cornerbacks sort of asked to cover. And no team saw a lower percentage of quick throws, which I defined as two and a half seconds or less, than the Detroit Lions. So uh, they were having to cover uh, more than, you know, on a percentage basis for longer snaps than any other defense in the NFL. So when you look at some of the, you know, pro football focus or bow football focus or whatever other charting metrics you want to look at, uh, that is a factor that could certainly work in Darius Slay's favor because I think the Eagles last year uh, faced like the, I forget what the number was. There was definitely top 10. It might have been top five in terms of, uh, fast throw, quick throws, the, the, forcing the ball out of the quarterback's hands. That, at the same it's time, he's a, he's a terrible tackler, supposedly, right? So maybe Absolutely. if he's getting more quick throws, that's more tackles for him to miss. But anyway. That, that's true. He, he was a very bad tackler. He, he looked uh, a little bit like Ronald Darby uh, out mm. there. Okay. Uh, non-sports, do you, do you have oregano in your home, in your little, uh, what do we call it, a spice rack, spice cabinet? Spice rack. Yes, oregano, as the Italians like to say. Is that true? I do, yes. Uh, how, how, how did I never buy a little thing of oregano before? This is a, a game changer. It makes everything better. Yeah, I like an oregano. Love an oregano. That's, the, that's your whole everything. thing is just you just discovered yeah. oregano? You know, like I would uh, on What like have you hoagies, been putting it on? I mean, on hoagies before, I would, uh, you know, I would get the oregano when I ordered a hoagie mm-hmm. out. But at home, I never, uh, I never had oregano in there. I'll tell you what it really changes. You know, I make these, uh, when you do a little homemade pizza, yeah. You, do a, you do a little oregano before you throw it in to, uh, to, to bake. Uh, that really makes a big difference, I find. Yeah, I like ah. an oregano. Okay. Now, we also, you, oregano also good as a, uh, as a synonym for uh, a certain other herb. Oh, is that true? Uh, Some people could use that, yeah. Now we're getting into your past. If anybody has mailbag <laughs> questions and want to ask Bo about his uh, previous experience with oregano... 
we know, we know Zach's experience going to insomnia cookies after, uh, <laughs> after, uh, after using some oregano. So we can get into both there. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? What, do I have anything else football related here? I, I may not. Uh, all right. We'll do a sports one here, though. I'm reading this book, Playing for Keeps, which is the Michael yes, Jordan book. book by David Halberstam. I feel like uh, I feel like this didn't get enough pub during the uh, what's what was the documentary called? Save, uh, save the last dance. Save the last dance. I mean, uh, just the last uh, dance. It was just the last. Dance. Save the it's, last dance is the uh, Julia Stiles movie. movie. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. I mean, I I feel like they went chapter by chapter and just did the, the a lot of the research that this the reporting from this book was the movie. And oh I really? Feel like it, yeah. I mean, even the book sort of jumps around. To different time periods, but like a lot of the stuff that were, was talking points uh, during the documentary was stuff from this book. And you know, I know it's part of doing a documentary. You do the research and you read the books, but I just feel like uh, the book should have got a little bit more pub during that time. Yeah, well, I, I think that's a that's a great point. The uh, the big difference is is that the book wasn't authorized, uh, and obviously the the documentary was. And, and, and the amazing thing to me about that book, and I need to remind myself of it whenever I'm like, well, I can't get this, this subject to talk, so I can't do the story, is like he wrote this outstanding book without Jordan's participation. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I do, I do think somebody said during a, an interview I was listening to that uh, Phil Jackson and him were, had a very good relationship, so that uh, you know, probably helped. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the whole book is about Michael Jordan. It's not... Uh, about the Bulls. Okay. Uh, Julia I I, Stiles, I, Sean Patrick Thomas, and a young Kerry Washington. Okay. There you go. I have a very quick, um, I, I have a very quick Halberstam uh, story anecdote here. He wrote The Education of a Coach, which is also a great book on Bill Belichick. Hmm. And I. Uh, nighttime reading. <laughs> and whether it, it was either Belichick or it was the rest, of the, rest of the house goes to bed, Zach pulls open that book, cracks, cracks open Halberstam, and has himself a time. Uh, wife, yeah. wife's, away, wife's away on business. <laughs> kids, are, kids are at the grandparents' yeah. house. Uh, Maybe get a drink. Yeah. And the education <laughs> of a coach. Yep. Uh, so it, it was either Belichick or it, 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 was, it was Ernie Adams. I, I would need to look this up, but they had a deal with. With uh, with Halberstam, which like for every question Halberstam asked them, they got to ask Halberstam a war question, uh, you know, because he was obviously a, a famous war writer as, as well. So I I always think of that anecdote as kind of the respect that some people have for Halberstam's work. Well, what do you think the equivalent would be for Bo? Like they could ask him about his high school pitching career for every mm. question he asks. Yes. 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 <laughs> right. I'm open to that. Uh, I like but, the, but this is a this is a very classic uh, shield the 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 thou doth protest too much on the short episodes you cannot you are not capable and uh, poor Marissa is going to have to go double double laptop duty here. Oh, is she? Is it no, she has four forty five. Is the hard? Yeah, oh, yeah, four forty five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 pay pay attention, pay attention, host, pay attention. Uh, mm -hmm. What's your uh, you, you got a good summer cocktail for me, Bo? Zach too, um, but uh, you know. <laughs> It's not. I don't really have much going on these days because okay. I'm trying not to not to go out and get stuff. But I did have a a, uh, a takeout from uh, Good King Tavern. I had a takeout uh, Sazerac that they had. That was that was delightful. Okay. Uh, uh, but otherwise, uh, you know, I'm just I'm mostly just putting you know whiskey on ice or a, or a gin and tonic or something. Yeah, you know, the, a gin and tonic. Do you, you throw a lime in there? 
Uh, yeah, if I have a lime, I throw a lime in there. Oh, I love it. That, I mean, I just, I feel like you got to keep the limes in the house. Need, I feel, it needs a lime. It needs I've, a lime. I've underused the lime, I feel like, through this uh, stage of life, and I'm not going to do it anymore, even though I might have had the same take last year. Zach, lime and a like, lemon, very, you, very... You like a lime, Zach? I, yeah, I, I, I do like a lime. It's not something I have around the house that often. We have more lemons than limes, but it'd be nice to have... You, do a little, you ever do a whiskey frequently. sour with, with some fresh lemon juice? Well, maybe I should do that. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one to go. Yeah, I, I, I to answer Shields' question, I, I don't have a lot of the cocktail ingredients, but I, I, I've been working on this uh, bottle of Dad's Hat, which Matt Gelb mm. gifted me, uh-huh. uh, and he, he, he gave it to me about a year ago, and uh, it's, it's, it's been like my special occasion drink during quarantine. There That's funny because uh, on the um, recently deceased podcast, everybody hits. Uh, I lost a game to Gelb and was going to get him a, uh, a bottle of whiskey as the uh, compensation, and I got him a dad's hat because he was going to be a new father, and then quarantine came and I was never able to give it to him. Well, there you go. Uh, and I drank it wh- myself. Oh, well. <laughs> what are you do? Yeah. Uh, how are you at flipping an omelet? You good at that? I am good at that, yeah. Well, what's your key? Uh, well, that doesn't require much of a flip. If you're doing it right, you get a, you do what? a little, you do the half fold and then you flip it from there. Yeah, that's what I mean. The half, maybe I should say the half fold. I find the half fold to be a little bit difficult. Well, you got to be, you got to be sort of working on that, that bad boy as it's, as it's cooking. You know, you're oh, folding so the you, edges, yeah. you're, you're, you're mm. dipping the edges a little bit, letting the, okay. letting the excess egg run. What, uh, what do you use? Now I also say of- I like an omelet, but, but, uh, functionally not much different than just a scramble, you know? Yeah, that's true. But you feel better, but you feel like you accomplished something. Yeah, what I do agree. you what do you use to like grease the pan? Uh depends. Sometimes butter, sometimes oil. Okay. I feel like I'm going a little light there and that's been my issue. Zach, any omelet thoughts? Uh no, I I <laughs> I, I have not made an omelet, but uh, a quick egg thought was that I was reading on, on the athletic Andy Staples gave his 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 definitive restaurant guide mm. for all these all these towns and in Madison, Wisconsin. He was talking about the uh, the place that Bo and I went, oh. where where you have the big scramble and and the milkshake, and he said be prepared for a nap afterwards, <laughs> well, uh, and, and that's precisely what happened to me. Bo was driving, yeah. and I just passed out into that nap. So yeah. I, I I felt a little better when Andy Staples uh, wrote that I in would, there. I would like to go back to that place and not get something quite so heavy because it looked like they had good other stuff going on yes. there. Well, I'm sure you'll be able to go there by like 2035. So uh, <laughs> yeah. put that on your calendar. All right, last two quick ones, and then uh, we can go here. I've been trying the thing where you only eat during like that. Paul, I think you were trying this. Where you yeah, I did it in the, in the run-up to quarantine. I was feeling good about myself, going to the gym, doing the intermittent fasting, and then uh, yeah. the wheels just totally came off. You ever tried this, Zach, where you only eat like during eight hours uh, of the day? I have not. I believe Doug Peterson was, was doing it at one point. But I have oh, not. really? Yes. The the hardest thing for me the the waiting um, as long as you need to in the morning to eat is not a problem for me. It is it is eating dinner early enough in which I can make it possible. Now uh, were you because usually you, it's like you... I can't eat dinner when Casey's eating dinner and then it's bedtime and I got to make dinner. So I'm usually not, I'm not often not eating dinner until you know eight thirty or nine. So were you only eating food twice a day or were you like just eating when you felt like it throughout that window? Um, I think I was probably doing like breakfast slash lunch, then maybe like a little mid-afternoon snack and then a dinner. 
Okay. Yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying this for a while now, and I'm not. I don't know if I'm showing results. You know, I haven't had any like. Uh, you know, uh, I haven't had a physical or anything. I'm not seeing any results. I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't find it hard to do. Uh, I kind of like the structure it gives my uh, life. It's like, all right, it's this time I'm eating, and this time I'm. I have like a, you know a meal at eleven. A uh, little little snack around three, and then uh, dinner around six thirty. But I don't know if I'm doing it incorrectly or what. So if anybody's doing that and has had success, uh, let us know. Maybe maybe I'm doing something wrong there. Okay. Last thing. I think this just came in the mail today. I got myself like a dental pick scraper type thing that like the dentists use when you go to the dental office. Do Interesting. You, what are the odds this ends in me injuring myself? Uh, I mean, I, I was overdue for a cleaning and I felt turkeys. like, I felt like, you know, you can sometimes feel that you got a little, all right, I could scrape it back there, like behind my uh, two front teeth on the bottom. Uh, it said it was for home use. So is this a good idea or a bad idea? Uh, I'd say a, a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea for the podcast if we're going to okay. get yeah, dental hygiene is good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dental hygiene is good. I can, tell both, those, do, I can tell do, both thinks it's a good idea and is entertaining. He's, he's do, retweeting someone as I uh, speak here. <laughs> do you uh, – well, it was a slack from Pistol Pete, so I'm passing along the message. Listen, you're, you're talking about tweets that didn't get engagement. I spent a lot of time on that series, and, no, and it's like combined the, the least read story of anything I've ever written. So let's – Let's flock our listeners there, please. Uh, have, do you, I was going to say, do you do the? Uh, do you have like the the handheld floss, or do you have one of those like floss picks? Yeah, my uh, wife gets the ones with the like the the, the, the disposable. Floss. Yeah, the toothpick yeah, flosses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got to have that. Much I mean, better. What, yeah. What kind of Neanderthal is using regular floss other than my wife yeah. at this point? Well, that's wow. what they give you. They give you Jeez, the regular one when you go uh, to the dentist. Je- Jessica's going to yeah. come out firing after listening to this whole podcast. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with Jessica. Those are the, I mean, that's that's what I use until uh, my wife buys the. Uh, yeah, uh, because when you go to the dentist, that's what they give you. When, come on, you know, it's so. impossible. You can't be reaching back, figuring out those angles. <laughs> and my God, it's like uh, it's like running inside zone into a loaded box or something. I mean, mm. you got no shot. It's All right, analogy. let's go. All right, let's close this out by uh, setting the stage for next week when we will do our draft of the uh, full rosters of Jeffrey Lurie era Eagles. And uh, because draft order is important here, uh, yes. we are going. I'm going to set the table for our draft order. So what I'm going to do is I have here the uh, the 44 golfers who are listed of having a uh, hundred to one odds or better for this upcoming weekend's rocket mortgage classic in Detroit. And I'm going to assign each of us golfers, one golfer, uh, with random numbers from one to 45 and our draft order will be determined by which golfer has the best finishing score. Or the best uh, finishing place. Wow, you and really found the most boring way to do this. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, it's very exciting. So I will start with Sheil. Sheil, your golfer will be number seven. Oh, a higher, a lower number is better. Number seven. That is Sheil. You have Victor Hovland, the young phenom, the young Norwegian phenom. That's a good get for you, uh, Zach. If you say so. Zach, you have. 15. 15 is Jason Day. Ooh, interesting. Up and down Jason Day these days. And I have... Ooh, 30. That's not going to be as good. Maverick McNeely. Oh, the spoon-fed uh, picture of 
privilege himself, Maverick McNeely, for me. Okay. So uh, McNeely for me, Jason Day for Zach, and Victor Hovland for Shield. That will be uh, the determination of our draft order for next week's draft. Wait, now hold on. So if, let's say my guy finishes ahead of your two guys. Do I get to pick which pick I get? Or am I the first pick? Oh, no, yeah, you let's are do it the, that way. No, 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 no. You are the first pick. That is how it is determined. The, the, oh, the no, he should have order, the option. No, 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 no. The pick <laughs> order is determined by the finishing order. That's how it works. Uh, let's, uh, no, no, no. This is, this, is not about, uh, this is not about choice. <laughs> if you want the second if you want the second pick if you want the second pick you gotta root for your guy to finish second alright and when is this tournament taking place this weekend we'll, we'll wrap on Sunday Okay. if yeah. you want or you really want to make it the choice thing uh, I don't care but you know, I, I thought yeah. I thought you could have been a little more receptive to Zach's input. <laughs> <Yes>. That's all. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for next week. True story. The other night, uh, this was a, a some night last week. I'm I'm sitting in bed with my laptop, and, and and my wife sees a spreadsheet on my laptop, and is wondering what I'm doing. And I was making my board uh, because I thought we were doing it this week. So yeah. I have a board set. I'm ready to go. And I have not you. thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will before next week alright uh, well I guess that'll do it for this week's episode of Birds with Friends we'll be back next week for that draft and for Zach and Shield and Bo thanks for listening and as always we love you Birds with Friends